look great. You're doing good. You are fabulous. Yes, that's right. Welcome to the podcast for moms by this mama, keeping it raw, real, and unfiltered every Thursday. Let's get into Christian Mom Uncensored. Y'all, it is summertime. It is summertime. It is warm. I have been to the pool. I have beach trip plans and I am so excited. So today, I just want to talk heart to heart as always, real to real about motherhood struggles and some of the things I'm having a hard time with right now. And I'm sure that other moms can relate. But I just want this episode... um, Let's just be real. Let's just chat. Let's just vibe it out and um, just talk. Let's talk about marriage and let's talk about motherhood and some of my up-to-date struggles. I think that, you know, when you're a mom, your struggles kind of change and differ. I know that when I had a newborn, my struggles were how do I tend to my newborn and my two-year-old at the time? How do I make sure they're both getting adequate attention? How do I make sure they're both happy? Um, How do I get sleep? And Elliot was colicky. Um, I know some people don't believe in colic, but I, I do because I experienced it. And it could have been that he was gassy but he would cry for hours. And so during that period, you know, I really had to, and because of who I am as a mom, I I really had to uh, be with him and hold him the whole time and try to calm him down. And, you know, you could do like the five S's, like you can swaddle, shush and sway. And I did all of that and he still cried. And so um, for me, for sure, the, the hardest part was, um, I don't know, it was, those newborn stages are hard, but then you get to toddler stages. And let me tell you, I think that toddlers might be the hardest type of kids you get. Because yes, teenagers talk back, and they're hormonal, and sometimes their emotions might not make sense to you. But they're like somewhat, you know, this boy doesn't like me, and I'm crying. Okay, I get it. I cried about that too. This cup, I don't like this blue cup, throw it on the ground and scream. Okay, you could have just told me, mom, can I please have the yellow cup? Or if you can't use all those words yet, you could just be like, point to what you want. But little babies and toddlers can't express themselves like that. And so um, they get mad. And so I think that there's just so much. And then with gentle parenting, oh my goodness, you add that to the mix. And it is hard. It is so much easier to just yell at your kid, but I don't, I am a subscriber to gentle parenting. And so let's just chat about all of this. So let me tell you right now, one of my biggest struggles, struggle city, um, and, and my, as a mom, I want to first by saying that last night I went out to happy hour with some people from work, some friends from work. Great time. Had an amazing time. I hadn't been let loose in a minute. And so Honestly, Elliot is going to be two in October. He's a little bit older. He's fine to stay home with dad. And, you know, he eats real food and he'll drink um, real milk or, you know, um, he'll drink whole milk and he'll drink almond milk. And so he doesn't necessarily need to be breastfeeding anymore. However, we're not fully weaned. And so let me tell you the struggles of being a mom with a little baby that's breastfeeding is one, stopping. And then two, um, 
I went to work. I had to go into the office yesterday. So I went into the office. And if you know me, I don't pump because at this point, I don't need any more supply. And if you don't know anything about breastfeeding, a quick tip is like, if you need to make more, you need to either pump more or feed your baby more. Um, the more you put out, the more you'll make because your body's going to go, oh, we're empty or oh, we're low and we need to refill. And so it'll kind of work that way. And so for me, on the days that I'm in the office, I don't pump because Elliot doesn't nurse that much during the day. It's 100% for comfort. And um, he might before nap and he might before bed, but he doesn't really need it. And so that's the preface. However, because I'm home most of the time, he does kind of, like I've said, he doesn't nurse that much during the day, but he does. And so on days where he's not with me, either at my grandmother's house or like I say, I'm at the office. Yesterday I was at the office and Ethan was home with the kids. I'm not pumping because I don't need to make more supply. So my struggle was this, and this is something that like only moms kind of have to go through. And maybe I have another scenario, but I don't want to use that. I don't want to compare the two. For me, I went into the office and happy hour was about 20 minutes from work. I got in at six. So I was going to be off at like three. I got in at six something. I was going to be off at three. I decided I'm going to get off at 2.30 and go home so I could change my clothes and feed Elliot and then go back out to happy hour. Um, happy hour was 40 minutes from my house, only 20 minutes from work. With gas prices, y'all, my job is about 40 minutes from my house um, in the afternoon because of traffic. So I left work at 2 something, about 2.30, came home. So I drove about 40 minutes to get home. Me and Elliot got in the bath because Mia was napping. And so at this time, it was like 3, 3.30. I knew I needed to leave my house around 4.30 to get there close-ish to 5. I figured I can be late. I was not hosting happy hour. And so I come home, I feed Elliot. I'm trying to force him to have some boob because I've been gone all day. And naturally, because he typically nurses during the day, my supply is like, hey, where's the baby? And so anyway, came home just really to feed him. Now, if I was a pumper, I think I would have just stayed at work, went to work a little bit later, left close to happy hour time and pumped before I went to happy hour. But because I'm dumb, I lost my pump. I don't know where it is. And so I could get a hand pump. I don't really feel like buying a hand pump just for this experience. And so anyway, flash forward. And now I am leaving and I had to, and then I went to happy hour. We're gone. We were out late. Like happy hours at five. We, I didn't get home until like 11 something. We were having a good time. We were chatting. We were talking. I was hanging out with the girls um, and, and um, we just had a good time. So then I come home and Elliot, Mia's asleep on the couch. Ethan's holding Elliot on the couch. Elliot's like not really sleeping. Um, and so as soon as I went, got through the door, I took him and put him to bed. And he was happy. Like as soon as I'm home, he's like, I can cuddle and go to sleep with mom. And so he went to, he went to bed. Here is my struggle. My struggle is this. I have a very hard time leaving my children. And I think all moms do. And the more you do it, the more routine it becomes. And so it's sort of like you have to rip off the Band-Aid at some point. But I 100% think it should be your choice on when that Band-Aid is ripped. 
For me, I had to go into the office one day a week. And so that kind of ripped off the Band-Aid. And so my kids get to go to my grandparents' house. Mia loves Gigi and Elliot loves going over there now too. And so that experience has been fine. But with Mia, I remember I have like PTSD from this being forced to leave her, you know, at she was like five and a half months old or something like that and go into the office. She was way too young. Like I would not want to leave my five month old, but I had to. And um, that was very hard. And so here I am and here is my struggle now is one, I don't know how to stop Elliot from nursing. And I don't feel like, I don't necessarily feel like I need to stop him either. Like he's not quite two yet. He's only doing it for comfort. And Mia sort of self-weaned. And I think Elliot can kind of start weaning as well. And I think he already is. I I definitely am a parent. Call me um, a softie, a pushover, whatever. But I like my kids to kind of take charge in situations with how they feel. And if I can kind of follow their lead, I will. And so when I had, when I was pregnant with Elliot, I knew I had to wean Mia between the two. And so when Mia was 19 months, I just slowly stopped. One night I didn't feed her. And then that was okay. And at that point she was also, she was different because she took bottles. And so my biggest advice is like, try to get your baby to take a bottle at some point. Um, Don't be like me and just never do it because it does make your life like 30 times harder. But um, yes, so here's my struggle. I'm in a place where, you know, I've been a parent for four years. I honestly honestly lost my identity in motherhood and I think this happens a lot and when I say I lost my identity I mean I freaking lost my identity I mean I was trying to figure out what to wear to happy hour and I pulled it out y'all I was cute I don't know how I did but the night before I was crying because nothing really fits me you guys know that I'm going to the gym and trying to lose weight, but like nothing fits me cute from pre-pregnancy. So like my clothes from before I had kids don't fit because I had kids, right? Everything's bigger. And then I'm not going to wear maternity clothes. And so I just don't have any cute summer clothes because I think last summer I bought, I mean, I was still working from home a hundred percent. So I was probably still like chilling in some maternity clothes and I had like a couple outfits, I'm looking at a picture of myself and um, I bought a couple outfits for vacation, but when I, looking back on them, they were weird. Like, I don't know what I was wearing last summer and I'm not a hundred percent comfortable with my, my body, the mommy fupa. I'm working on it, right? I got to get to the gym. I got to work on this. I hate it. And so I am so insecure about that and I'm not just going to go rock it. So I ended up wearing this really cute, I'm just going to tell you what I wore and I'll post it sometime. I had this like tan, not even tan, um, nude like nude, um, like, I don't know, not even camel color, just like a nude dress that was kind of nude. It was like creamy. It was like a creamy nude color. And it has like the like cinching on the side. So it's kind of like it can cinch a little bit, but it's really like bodycon and it was longer. And because of the fupa, I put on like a t-shirt. So it was black and it said, I only raise ballers. And so I tie the t-shirt in the front to kind of hide the stomach area and make it cute. I put on like, um, not kind of like a fedora, like I put on like a floppy-ish kind of hat. And I had, so my outfit was like black and tan. And then I had um, like Michael Kors, um, 
black and gold sandals and it was just it was cute I rocked it out I was so I, I praised God I was like I made it out the house so one I haven't dressed myself or found my new um found my new fashion sense quite yet I don't know what I'm doing I'm like nosy looking out the window um I haven't figured it out yet and so I was like, I only have pajamas and workout clothes. And even all my workout clothes were dirty because I've been at the gym. So like I have to wash them. And um, or they're like in the laundry somewhere. Honestly, I don't know where they are. I gotta go find them. And anyway, it was just this whole meltdown of I need to go. What I would really like to do for myself is go get my hair cut, colored, and buy a wardrobe. I really think I'm going to do that very soon um, because I want to feel cute and chic and like kind of revived and have a new sort of routine because I have lost myself. And I think as a, uh, I just want to look a little bit different and feel different. And so that was one of my struggles. The other area I struggled so bad was obviously last night, the later it got, I was like, okay, it's eight o'clock. They're going to bed now. I'm missing bedtime. And like we're sitting, we're having margaritas. I'm looking at the clock. Okay, they're, they're probably asleep right now. It gets to be like 11. I'm like, okay, no, I need to go home. Um, and then, you know, my friends are like, let's go on a girl's trip to Cabo this summer. Or let's go next summer. Now, next summer is realistic. I was like, I could go away for a weekend when Elliot is two and a half, almost three, probably. Maybe. I struggle so hard with leaving them. I really do. And I know that there are moms who never leave their kids till they're like elementary school or older. And then I know there are moms that leave their kids like as babies. I remember when I was a nanny a long time ago, I always say this, the little boy that I used to watch, he wasn't quite one. He was probably like 10 or 11 months old, almost one. His parents went to Mexico for a week. His grandparents were watching him most of the time. And then I stepped in so that his like daily routine was sort of the same, but like the evening routine, like the grandparents had. So at least the grandparents could like spend time with him and I could still get paid. So, and that was a good experience, but I just wondered, like, luckily for him, like he slept in his own crib. I think there are things you can do to set yourself up for success. But when you have like a clingy relationship with your kid, it can kind of be harder, right? So if Elliot just every night went into his crib, had a bottle and went to sleep, he's not really missing me. But because every night we climb into bed together and cuddle and go to sleep, it definitely makes it harder. And so you might be thinking I'm saying like sleep training or putting your kid in the crib is better. Um, I know what the American Pediatric Association would say, but I'm going to tell you that I'm a little bit crunchy sometimes. And what's better for my soul is to sleep with my babies. I slept with Mia. And when she turned two, we got her a big girl bed because I was pregnant. <laughs> we got her a big girl bed and we started putting her in her bed. We decorated her whole room. She had a whole new room. And I'm going to do the same for Elliot. When Elliot turns two, we're going to decorate his whole room. He's going to get a big boy bed. And we're going to start with naps. And then from naps, we can go ahead to nighttime. Um, and the reason that it's just so hard, it's just hard for other people who don't have kids to understand it. And it's not like it's their fault. They don't have kids. Like, they don't, they don't, 
they haven't experienced that like attachment and that like love and that all that stuff. And, you know, for them, those that decide to, they will. And when they have kids, I think they'll go, oh, I get it. But even my friend Tori, you guys know, she's my co-host on my other podcast. Her son sleeps in a crib and I co-sleep. For her, putting her son in the crib is comforting for her. She, you know, I know he's safe in the crib. For me, having my kids sleep right next to me is comforting to me. And so, um, even like Mia's four and and when she's in her room, I'm like, is she crying? Is she looking for me? Is she okay? And she's like down the hall and it's not even that long of a hallway. And so I don't know. Motherhood is just so hard. And I'm really trying to balance marriage, friendships, parenting, and myself. And it's very hard thing to balance. Um, my friendships, I'll say the friends that live close to me, are great. My friend Jordan, you guys know, I see him, what, once a week, about, right about now, um, at least three times a month. You know, I see him pretty regularly, and he's understanding of, you go, You guys have kids. These are his God kids. He's like, I'm going to come over and hang out. We'll have a good time, and that's always nice when friends will do that because it's like, I don't have to leave my kids, and I don't have to worry about the routine. I'm home to go put them to bed and come back down and hang out, things like that, um, but it's like I have done a girls trip. I did it before I got married and we had kids and it was so much fun and I could really use it, but I think I would cry the whole time and I don't think Elliot's ready. And so the reminder to us moms is that one day they do get bigger and you do get sort of some of your like freedom back. And what I have to remind myself is that I'm going to miss this part though. And so that's why even though breastfeeding is hard, right, and it's hard to stop, even though co-sleeping is hard, I have to kind of remind myself, you know, when I look back, yes, there are hard days, but it's worth it. And I think that that perspective helps. That doesn't mean that I don't, I don't get FOMO. It doesn't mean that I don't feel bad when I'm like, I, don't, I can't do this. Um, like the other night, my friend was like, hey, if we did a beach weekend, could you leave the kids for a weekend? I'm like, I haven't left them for a night. No, I could bring the kids and I will go hang out with you. But in the evenings and sometimes I'm going back to my family. And it's kind of just like once you establish that family, things are different. And so, again, I think I would benefit from more mom friends. Um, You guys know I have this whole long history and story about me and mom friends. It's very hard. And I just don't have a ton of time to pour into a new relationship Um, I'm already trying to balance the ones I have, but I think it would be helpful because just understanding, you know, at the end of the day, we can go out for brunch and have mimosas, but you know, it's three o'clock. We got to get home to our kids. I mean, in the afternoon, not like PM, AM. Yes. So that's where I'm kind of struggling too, because also, you know, at the end of the day I've worked, it's now either time for me to take the kids to the backyard. Let's get in the pool. Let's get in the splash pad. Let me turn on the water table or let's go to the indoor playground. Let's, um, do a craft like after work or let's play Barbies for an hour. I try to give my kids some, some attention. Um, especially since during the day, they have like half of my attention. Like, hey, I'll, I'll do this with you for a minute, but then I have to do this. And it's just so hard, you guys. So freaking hard. <laughs> and I am doing my best, but I really have to go through my closet and... um I really need to go through my closet and figure out, okay, what is it that I'm going to wear? 
And how am I going to redo my style? How can I feel good about myself again? And I think I'm going to go ahead and do something. Um, I'm going to go ahead and do something for myself uh, near Mia's birthday. Because that will be like, hey, I've been a mom for four years. I've kept you alive for four years. This one's for me. And so I think I will do that. And I will sit down with the stylist and talk about some different things. And I think it will be helpful to pour money and time into myself because so often like the kids have new shoes the kids have new summer clothes the kids have a water table a splash pad um what did I just buy them I just bought them something else they have a lot of of stuff which is good for them they have plenty of outfits which is necessary with messy eaters whereas like I have maternity clothes and pre-pregnancy clothes and I think you know both of those can probably go out the window and I can start with a brand new wardrobe and just kind of accept this body. I think something we do as women is we think, how quickly can I get back into my old clothes? How quickly can I get back to that size? Um, and I'll tell you, I'm, I'm very unhappy with my size right now. Um, I still physically wear the same size for the most part. Certain things just don't lay the way they used to and fit the way, you know, I I have different things now. <laughs> um, I've had kids. Um, but like size-wise, size number and size letter, you know, I'm still the same size. But I don't like the way certain things look anymore. And I think that sometimes like we punish ourselves by thinking, I can't fit that or I'm so fat or I look ugly in this and it's my fault and I should be working out harder. Or I should be eating better. And yes, you know, eat well and exercise when you can. But those first five years of parenthood are just different, okay? Those first four to five years of parenthood are just very different. And I think like once your child is in elementary school, they're, they're very independent at that age. They're going, they're potty trained. They can go and probably get themselves a snack from the snack drawer. Um, they have friends that you can set play dates up with. And some of your life kind of falls back into a new, different, same kind of cool routine. But before then, during the little people stage, it looks different and it's hard. And it's okay that it's hard. It's also beautiful. And I, I remember that TikTok I talked to you guys about. There's this guy who's like, you only have, you know, little kids for four years. And this is the peak experience in your life. And once it's done, it's done. It's over. You only have four years. And that gave me so much anxiety. A mom did one, and I thank her for it. Don't know her name. And she goes, yes, you have four years of little kids. But guess what? The days are hard. She talks like this. The days are hard. You don't have any sleep. You're exhausted. But it's also magical. And don't worry. It doesn't end at four. You have so many more memories to make. And that was beautiful. I do think that like you do only have little people for a short amount of time and then you have kids for a while and then adults for, for forever. And um, yes, appreciate it. Like I'm very cognizant that I only have 18 summers with my kids while they are under, you know, while they're before they're 18. And so every summer I'm going to make it magical for me and the kids. I'm aware of that, but I don't think we need to like kill ourselves over it and I think a lot of us do and if you're like me I'm I'm feely I'm sensitive I am obsessed with my children I um I don't know I have a hard time letting go and I have a 
So anyway, my biggest struggle has been, I don't know if I can leave my kids and I'm, I'm trying to make that decision on if I will. And I'll update you guys next week on what that looks like. And I'm going to give you context on that. So one of my friends um, from high school, from high school, from college, Carmen, she was my roommate, um, beginning the second semester of freshman year until I graduated. And so um, she lives in the DMV and is moving to the West Coast, moving to Cali. And this weekend is supposed to be our weekend where we can hang out, have fun and have a good time. And here's where I'm struggling. And I'm gonna, I'll tell you guys what I decide um, in, in a little bit, but or next week. We're supposed to do a sleepover, a girls' night, and it sounds magical. I don't know if I can leave my son, and so I don't know what to do. And there's ways to compromise. Like, well, we could do brunch, or we could do a girls' day, and so at least when I go to bed, I get to cuddle with my son. And I'm very concerned about, like, the night, like, if I would be okay. Because last time I went away, you guys don't remember this, it was my good friend Jordan's birthday, it was in December, and I did an overnight stay, and I did go to sleep, but I cried the night before, I wanted to go home, and I couldn't, and then I woke up the next morning completely engorged, and my best friend had to drive me home before everyone else even woke up. And so I'm trying to prevent that kind of scenario and I'm trying to work it out. And so, yeah, motherhood is just hard. First of all, I feel this is like my hard struggles. I feel ugly. I feel weird. I feel like my body is shaped weird. I don't know what to wear. I don't have fashion sense anymore. My hair looks crazy. It needs a good trim, a good condition. And I just want a new transformation. I want my hair to be lighter, brighter, um, healthy, and I just want to really work on that the best way I can do that and that is all so I think it's safe to say as moms we all deal with losing ourselves finding our new selves changing our bodies changing our diets changing our lives changing our schedules if it's not newborns in the middle of the night it's soccer practice on Saturday afternoons you know and I think that um I wanted to say something because I don't think I talk about it often. I talk a lot about my struggles as a mom, right? I talk a lot about um, the things that, that are going on in my life. But it would be, you know, silly for me to not admit that I'm blessed. You know, my kids have a home. They each have their own rooms. Not that they utilize them, but they do. They have their own spaces. If they need alone time, Mia will sometimes want to go lay in her bed and read a book or play by herself and say, I just want some alone time. Um, I have a husband who has a job. Y'all remember when that was an issue. I have a job. Remember that was an issue. <laughs> remember that is the issue. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. And I think that I, I kind of whine and complain about my life, but I, I think that I should say I get how blessed I am. I get how blessed I am to be able to work and be with my babies a lot of the time. Not all the time, because there are times I have meetings and times I have to go somewhere else. I might have to teach something. I might need to do something. I might need to really focus on what I'm getting done. But I have options. And I think that I, I just want you to know, because I know I have friends from different walks of life, different financial circumstances, different means, right? Some have more than me. Some have less than me. Some are right where, where I'm at. And um, I think like as moms, we put a lot, of, a lot of stock into 
a lot of weight into um, how good of a mom we are. You know, did I make dinner every night this week? Is the laundry clean? Is my house clean? You know, did I get to the gym? Did I spend enough time with my kids? Did I spend any time with myself? Did I spend time with my husband? And I think we kind of get on ourselves when you see that cute little mom at drop-off and her hair is in a ponytail, but it's a cute ponytail. It's not a messed up ponytail like my ponytail. And, you know, her leggings are Lululemon and mine are probably Walmart or Target. Probably neither actually is me. It's probably Forever 21 Um, because I'm forever young. Uh, And, you know... She's got her, like, name brand shoes, and I got mine from Marshalls, and, you know, whatever the story is, and she's got her kids in three different camps and two different programs, and I haven't signed my kid up for anything, and then you start to compare yourself, like, oh, am I a bad mom because I can't, maybe you can't afford to have your kid be in three different camps, or am I a bad mom because I don't feel like shuffling your butt to camp, (laughs) or... You know, am I a bad mom because I get up every day at five and I go to work and I don't get home till six o'clock while other moms are stay at home moms and they get to just be with their babies. But I'm a single mom. No. And I honestly think that um, especially new moms, we have like all of these ideas of what motherhood is and what a good mom is and what that means for us. And I honestly, truthfully seriously believe that, you know, God put you as the mother of your children, right? However you got your children, you are their mother. And as the mother to those children, you are going to provide the way only you can. And that is what is needed in that child's life. That doesn't mean that you're perfect or that you can't make some changes or there's not things you can improve upon, but it means like give yourself a break. Like don't, don't doubt God's plan. So for instance, for instance, uh, I don't want to get too, I don't know how to say all this. So for instance, I am raising my children, right? And my children, you guys are going to probably think are babied, that you have like a helicopter mom and a gentle parent, right? So I am emotionally very supportive of my kids. When I was growing up, my mom was pretty emotionally supportive of me. I didn't have my husband's mom, for instance, who I don't know what she would have said, but if I said I need a mental health day, she would probably say, you can take that mental health day and take it to school. Whereas my mom would say, you know what, we all need one of those days, as long as it's not like all the time. Like if like once in a blue moon, I'm like, I'm stressed out. I need a mental health day. She would say, okay, me too, probably. And so as an adult, I realized like sometimes life is overstimulating. Sometimes we're overwhelmed. It's okay to take time away from work and working and house and housing, like housekeeping, I mean, and um, to take a day. And I think my kids are going to get that as they grow up. They're also going to get somebody who Ethan's very, you know, we're different. He's a little more strict. He's a little, you know, he's going to be tougher on him. And I'm going to be like, are you emotionally developed? And he's going to be like, do you have a backbone? And that's why we're good parents together. But that, you know, I'm not that mom who expects my kids to dress up at dinner time or, you know, to wear napkins on their laps. Like, yes, I'll teach them outdoor etiquette. 
Um, and I forgot, I lost my train of thought. Anyway, I think that we all compare ourselves to the moms. Oh, she's driving, you know, this car and I'm driving that one. Who cares? Who cares? Aside from you and probably me. But like, honestly, I think we all need to like, just be grateful for what we have. And let's be grateful for who we are. Because I think we all have experiences in, in life and things that we can instill into our kids. Here's something else I think that is undertaught and underappreciated is differences. Differences. It is okay to disagree with how someone else raises their kids. It is okay to disagree with how somebody else raises their kids. It's okay if the way you did it is not the way they do it. It's okay if you want to do it differently than anyone else you know has done it. And the reason I'm saying this is I have friends and I have been a pregnant person. And a lot of times people offer unsolicited advice. Sometimes it's funny. Sometimes it's downright rude. And sometimes it's just flat out wrong. You know, people always talk about, for instance, I remember when Mia was little and I was so excited. I was tired at work and, you know, I was pumping and giving her formula and I was up all night and I had to go to the office five days a week and it was this whole different experience um, that I survived. (laughs) But I remember one of the nice ladies, older ladies at my job, she has grandkids now. Um, and she was talking about, well, if she's not sleeping through the night, put rice cereal in her bottle. And you just have to cut the, the, the nipple of the bottle a little bit so that the rice cereal can come through. She's old enough. She'll sleep. Her belly will be full. And you know what I did? I said, oh, okay. I wasn't going to gonna get into a debate on how, you know, that's a little unsafe. I wasn't going to get into a debate about how it's a little unhealthy and you're adding like unnecessary, probably unnecessary carbs or how it can make your baby gassy and her tummy upset or overfull and all these other things. I just said, okay, it's okay that the way they did it back in the day isn't how we do it now. Or maybe it is the way you do it now. Your baby, you know, your life, right? As long as you're safe you know, and you're, you know, as long as you care well for your baby and you, you know, you're a good mom, I'm sure all of my listeners are good moms, then good. Just don't take that unsolicited advice personally. I was like, when she told me that, I was just like, oh, okay. I've heard of it before. Um, and then they're like, did you start doing that yet? And I'm like, no, I'm not doing that with my child. They're like, you'll sleep better. I'm like, mm, actually, I probably won't. Um, but you know, thanks for the advice. And I think, so it's okay to, um, parent differently than you were raised even uh it's okay to be like I, I, you know I know that we were we went to private school but I'm sending my kids to public or you know what I'm gonna homeschool my kids there's nothing wrong with the public school system no there's some things wrong with the public school system but I think most people end up okay like I, I came out of it okay um a little bruised and tattered but I made it <laughs> and um what's interesting is me and Ethan really do debate the the public school idea um, together, we really do. 
um, kind of struggle with what we would want to do with our kids. And I talked to him about, I told you guys about homeschooling and, you know, doing a, a group or just being able to travel to Italy for a month and not worry about it. Not that we can like necessarily do that now, but by the time my kids are of age, I would love to be able to be able to do that. And so, you know, your big dreams, big goals, right? And he's very much like, well, they could just do that on breaks. And I'm like, or we can pull them out whenever and immerse them into a culture. And he's like, okay. Um, anyway, and then I just wanted to say that because I also think that, you know, we we judge people on how they look, about how they talk, about what they what they do, what church they go to, if they go to church, if they don't go to church. Like, we judge people on so many different things. Oh, she's blonde. She must be dumb. Oh, she, she's short. She must be short. I don't know. Whatever the things are that we judge people on are just dumb, are just silly. Like, you don't know anything about anyone. And also, it's okay if they're different. It is okay if they are not like you. And they don't believe in what you believe. Because if we were all cookie cutter, the world would be boring. And I don't know about you, I love a good debate. Now, I wouldn't do it on the podcast. It's not the platform. This is not this is a mom podcast. But me and my husband, sometimes I'll be like, why don't I just debate a little bit? And he's like, no, he hates it. He actually absolutely hates it. And I'm like, no, we're not going to fight about like life. But like, let's take an issue that's going on in the world and let's chat about how we'd handle it or what we think should be done with it. Or, And, you know, we don't get emotional about things like that. We don't because like we're not that invested. That's why we don't decide to debate about like where buying our next home or, you know, public or private or homeschool. Like those things are going to be real conversations. Um, and I'll tell you, me and my husband think differently. We think differently. We are similar in a lot of our beliefs. But then like even if we go down to politically, we're aligned. But we have a couple different opinions some sports teams, you know, we've got a couple different opinions. Our favorite thing to eat is a little bit different. He grew up on a farm. I grew up a bunch of places. And so, um, and that's great. And that's beautiful. But I think that you, I think you should have friends that don't think like you. I think it can broaden your horizon or who don't do things the way you did things, I think it could open up your eyes. For instance, my friend Tori on my other podcast does things differently. And she parents the way I wish I could, you know. Um, she struggles with leaving her son if she has to, but she, she's going to do it for a girl's weekend. Where I'm like, a girl's weekend? Gosh, I barely can do a sleepover this weekend, tomorrow night, and I'm panicking over it. Like, you're going to be gone for the weekend? You're going to be gone for a week? And she's like, yeah, I have to do this for me. It's going to be good for me. And he'll be back when I get back. And I'm his mom. He loves me. I don't have to worry about it. Meanwhile, I'm like, every minute and every hour I'm gone, he's going to wonder where I'm at. And I'm dramatic. And it's okay that we're different like that. Like, she's taught me some things. I've taught her some things. And so having parenting styles, when you have a mom who parents like you, it's nice, right? Like, if I'm breastfeeding and I have a mom who friend who's also breastfeeding, it's nice that she's going to understand the struggle. She's going to know that I need a snack because I'm breastfeeding. She's going to know, no, I cannot go to this place because I have to feed the baby or pump. Versus a mom that's like, just, like, give him a bottle. Mine doesn't do that. Like, so what do you mean? Um... But the differences are, are very important and they can really, really help you. And I 
one of my best things about college. The reason why I emphasize college, um, you know, put away money for for college for the kids and not just that, but if they don't want to go to college, we'll use that for something else. But college really can broaden your horizon depending on where you go. Um, and even though I went to a smaller school, it was an eye-opener for me about a lot of different things, actually. And I, I met so many people with different walks of life. I met a friend who had an arranged marriage and now has a beautiful baby and is happy. And I was very like, you're going to get, you're going to have an arranged marriage. How are you ever going to be happy? You don't get to pick your person, this whole thing. I was so ignorant back then. And I learned a lot. I learned about different cultures. I joined every cultural club. Didn't go to all the meetings, though. I'm going to be honest. That's kind of busy. But I did go to a lot of the different events and things and learned. I might have talked to different kinds of dudes (laughs) before I met Ethan. But, you know, I really think that you do good when you are around. You expose yourself to things that you are, are not in your comfort zone. And... Um, I think it's good for you. The other thing is just get your butt out the house and get out of your town. Even if you have a diverse town, you see the same streets, you see the same stores, you eat the same food. This is how I feel, at least in my life. I see the same people. I see the same neighbors that I don't talk to because 2022 is a weird world and not everyone is your friend. And I don't know. I don't know how to do this. That's why when we move, I'm like, sampling neighborhoods based off of personalities like if everyone's like yeah let's hang out cool I might live here if you want to be my friend now if you're going to be like I don't really like community events and like maybe I don't need to live here because I'm a community event ringleader um and so yeah I forgot what I was saying get out the house oh get out the house see different things because it can kind of open like even when we like drove to florida driving through different states i remember once we got to where we saw palm trees i was like this is a different culture Ethan was like what is wrong with you and every time i see palm trees it's my favorite thing in the world when i drive to florida you start to when i'm driving to florida you see the palm trees you know you're getting close you roll down the windows, the air is a little bit warmer, smells a little bit sweeter, and I get so excited. And I think that um, the more you live somewhere, like that initial excitement could go away. So like, let's say I moved to Georgia, Florida. Right now, it's probably not a good option for me, but you know, maybe in the future it will be. And um, just because we have family and stuff here and Ethan's parents are here, we'd have to like work it out. And I, I don't know. So we're just driving and looking, driving and seeing, driving and doing, and boom. But if I were to move there, I'd see the palm trees all the time. And then would I be excited to see them? Maybe not. Maybe I'd be like, oh, there they are. And so just, I don't know. Get out your town, see something new, get excited, get a break. All right, on to the next topic. So sometimes I think that I was actually watching this. Um, a guy I went to college with does these videos, and he was talking about God and business and how um, I'm not going to get into his whole spiel because that was his spiel. But anyway, he's a guy I went to college with. had no idea he had this thing on. But anyway, it kind of led me to think about something. And my thought was sometimes, sometimes we take opposition, um, setback, failure, chaos, everything feels like it's going wrong, as being a sign, I'm not supposed to do this, I'm not on the right path, okay, I should pull back, and 
I will say this as like a, a, a pretty novice podcaster, right? The podcast has been around for maybe two years, but y- you know, I'm still kind of new. I'm still kind of new. Um, whenever you're starting to go on this sort of journey, whether it be to start a new career, to start a business, to start a mom group, whatever like is on your heart, whatever is um, a calling that you have, sometimes we take like opposition personally. We take like setbacks personally. Or like, God, if you wanted me to do this, why'd you let me fail? Like, God, if you want it, for instance, God, if you wanted me to be able to quit my job and stay at home, then why'd I fail at doing that? Why is it that I'm still at work? Um, that doesn't mean that God doesn't have a plan for me in the business that I'm hoping to create in the next couple of years. It just means it wasn't my time. And, you know, I was ready to step out on faith. I was, re- I was getting, re- I was at that edge. I was like, all right, let's do it, God. And God was like, no, honey, wait, away from the ledge. I didn't finish building the steps for you yet. So come back, come back. It's not finished. And I think that what we can kind of learn and take away or what my takeaway is my little holy word of the day, not even really holy, but like my thought of the day is, um, don't let the chaos, the um, the stress, the the setback, the slow movement of progress deter you away from what you feel is calling you. You know, I think a lot of times I've had to learn to decipher like quick worldly wants and then God calling. What do I mean by that? I am somebody who is super impressionable. And I have, like, crazy faith. Um, um, but I, I, uh, I, okay, so I'm super impressionable. So I see a commercial, and I'm like, I could do that. I watch Selling Sunset on Netflix. I could do that. I watch, I see anything and I think that should be my, that should be my job. That should be what I do the rest of my life. I see one little person and not even little, I see one person do something I think is pretty cool. God, you showed me this video today because this is my calling. I do that all the time. And I, a lot, those dreams that I'm like, I'm going to do this random thing. Fizzle out. But God calling, kind of like this podcast, this podcast is still going, y'all. Give us a round of applause because it's just me and it's just you. And so good for us. It's different. You know, there's going to be setbacks. There's going to be slow. I feel like sometimes slow and steady wins the race. <laughs> um, I I feel like sometimes slow and steady runs the race and it's because like when you have that slow movement, when you have that setback and you're in those developmental stages and you're learning, you're learning how to take, take on some of the challenges that are going to come with that bigger blessing. And I think we get discouraged easily. I know for me, after becoming a mom, we can kind of let go of dreams from that we used to have. And some of them probably could go, you know, some of my, I wanted to be a movie star. I, I don't necessarily need to do that now. I have a different passion, speaking in front of people, um, motivating women, doing all this other cool stuff. And, I, and some of it, I don't even know yet. Um, planning vacations. I'm a very good vacation planner. Uh, 
and all of that. Um, but I think that if we could, if we could take time to reconnect with ourselves, reconnect with God, um, and start moving in what you're made for. What's that thing you think about often? Man, I should just start that. Man, I wish I could just do that. Man, if I did that, do it. I don't care if it sucks. I don't care if your first product is terrible. I don't care if the first time I ever did a podcast, it was bad. I don't care if whatever it is, because you have to do in order to grow. And opposition normally means you're doing something right. Opposition usually means you're doing something right. I think we look at celebrities in our world and we think about how quickly they gain their success. It's like overnight success stories. And for some people, it truly is like they got discovered in a mall back when people went to malls. Um, And for some people, it's like, no, 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 I did this for years. I put in my work and I kept getting rejected and rejected and rejected and rejected and then I got it. But look at my look at my skills now, and I think that we sometimes just let um, opposition affect or deter us from doing something. Um, and I think that we need to be able to persevere a little bit more. And I'm guilty of this. I'm a hundred percent guilty of this. I feel like I didn't do a good job at something. Okay, what could you have done better? I feel like I should have did something, you know, I didn't do. All right, do it next time. And, um, or it just feels like everything is, you know, blocking me. Like, for instance, my time schedule. There are projects and things and passions I have I want to put on my schedule. But I can't find the time. Literally, between friends, husband, work, um, you know, myself going to the gym now. Where is the time? I could wake up at 5 a.m., But if I was up all night with the baby, I'm going to be a crab monster tomorrow. So where is the time? And I think that time management thing is going to help me later on if I am running, you know, two or three businesses or two or three projects. The chaos is not forever. And don't let it deter you. And um, don't let it resign you. It's okay to also take a moment to kind of like go, (laughs) it's not happening. This is so hard. And then to go, all right, girl, I got it. And I just want to, whatever your dreams are, just keep pressing on. I don't know what they are. And if you don't have a dream, it's time to go find one. It is time to go find one. So something I would encourage us all to do this summer, and you know what, let's talk about it more next week, um, is to start reading some books and growing from them. And so I am going to task my book for the month of July, and I will be putting it on Instagram, and I will be putting it talking a little bit more about it next week. So if you have Audible or if you go to bookstores or have Amazon, you can get access to the book for this month. I would like to start developing myself. And I think it's probably a good idea for you guys to develop yourselves too. I don't know. And some of you probably do read, which is going to sound dumb to me um, because I don't read. I can read, obviously, but I, I just never had time. And I'm trying to like set aside 30 minutes, just 30 minutes, pour into yourself. All right. So actually, you can probably hear my um, daughter's watching her favorite YouTube show in the background. I don't want to get in trouble for licensing. So I'm going to go, but have a great 4th of July weekend. I will talk to you all next week. Be good. Be brave. Be strong. Be fabulous. Be you. And I'll talk to you all soon. Bye-bye.